Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the fifth episode of The Prosperity Project. My name is Brain Turner, and today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Nacelle, and she's a social worker here at LPHS. Welcome. Thanks, Brayden. <laughs> so do you want to just diving straight in? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into social work? Um, yeah, so I started working in the helping field in 1997. Um, the first thing I did was work with victims of domestic violence, and I always just wanted to help people. Yeah. Um, it was always one of my passions, and I've always been really interested in human behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and so social work was a real natural thing for me to, to pick up. Um, but that kind of started my passion for helping. Um, and then as the years kind of went on, I just... Um, went back to school, went, got more degrees and licenses, and now um, I've been a school social worker for about seven years. Yeah, so how did you actually like find yourself at LPHS? Like, What transitioned you to go from domestic violence to this? Well, there's a whole lot of stuff between that first job and um, coming here. I'm a military spouse, so we moved here in 2015, and my first year... Uh, I, my kids went to District 38, and so I actually was a paraprofessional one okay. year. Um, they did not have a school social worker position at the time, and I worked for a year doing paraprofessional stuff in classrooms. And then the next year, they added the social worker job, which I interviewed for and was hired. So oh. that's kind of when I started. 2016-17 um, was my first school year as the school social worker. Okay. So then it was was it actually that you initially wanted to go into social work from the beginning or was it that you saw this opportunity and that's what caused you to go into it i was already a, a licensed social worker oh, um before i moved here and so i but i had never done school social work so it was a new thing for me and it was really interesting um, i love the idea of being able to work in a school with um, my my kids school schedule um, and a lot of the things that I'd done over the years really just um, present themselves here, working with families, working with older adults, working with adoption, um, working in, in preschool. So a lot of the things I had done up to this point, really, I use every single day. I did a lot of work in suicide prevention yep. um, at Purdue University and, and in communities, working with volunteers who answered crisis lines. And so a lot of my previous experience really aligns well with what I do here at the school. Okay. So over the past, uh, I guess it would be seven years from 2015, uh, what kind of role have you played at LPHS in all aspects, ranging from us students all the way to like your coworkers? Um, a lot of a lot of support, a lot of support for um, crisis intervention, a lot of help and support in gaining resources and get connected to resources. Um, I know a lot of staff who've come to me with personal stuff, and yeah. we've and I've been able to help them. Yeah. Um, but my main role is really supporting students and families, um, and and just kind of figuring out like maybe you're not being academically successful. Let's figure out why. Uh, social work has a, a big basis on systems theory, so we know that different systems in our lives, like environments, um, school, family, community, affect us in okay. ways. Um, sometimes it's a, a good thing and it's a positive yeah. thing, and other times um, it's negative things. So when we see that happening with students, we try to connect them, just check in, get more information, figure out what's going on, and then get that, get them back on track. Okay, so... Um... If you had like a student that you checked in with, is it like a reoccurring check-in or is it kind of like a one-time thing? It depends on the okay. student. Sometimes it's uh, just an introduction. 
Um, maybe the counselor or a staff person will bring the student to me or let me know maybe they're struggling. Um, and so it's really a quick check-in, kind of see where they're going, um, what's happening. Sometimes it's just like an, an isolated event that's disrupted them and they can get back on track pretty quickly. Sometimes I connect them to other people and then maybe that helps um, get them back on track. And then there's other things we call um, more tier three interventions that require regular check-ins with students, um, usually on a weekly basis. Um, And that's just kind of a more intense uh, intervention rather than just checking in every so often. Okay. So let's say, um, I mean, obviously I am a student at LPHS, but let's say uh, for any student at um, LPHS, how can you be a resource for us or how can, what can you do to help us if we need to reach out? Um, I think being able to listen, the the best thing that any adult can do really for a teen um, is to listen and validate feelings and validate the situation. Um, I think sometimes students are afraid to come to adults because maybe they've had a negative experience. Um, But we really um, can help you all navigate lots of things. Um, We know a lot of things that um, we can help you work through. So, you know, being able to come to be able to self-advocate is huge. Um, And so being able to say, hey, I need some help or can you help me with this? uh, That is the big, like a big first step. Um, But being able to listen usually can alleviate a lot of the stress and pressure that you guys put on yourselves. Um, and then we can kind of figure out where to go from there. Okay. So how, how would you, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, how would you uh, advocate for students to get past that like kind of wall or uh, shyness or nervousness of reaching out for help? Because that's really hard for a lot of students, you know, just asking for help in the first place. How could you, it's a big question, I'm sorry, but how, <laughs> do, you, do have you seen this in the past with students that just didn't want to ask in the first place? Or? Uh, definitely, and I think that over the last, you know, seven, eight years of being in, in this school, I've been able to uh, tell students, like, why am I here, what do I do? And I think being visible in classrooms, being able to, you know, be around so that students know who I am mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, because if they have a familiar face, they real feel more comfortable. Yeah. A lot of times too, um, I go into health classes and I talk about mental health and suicide prevention. And so students at freshman year will see me and they'll go, oh, I remember you talked with the, in our class. Um, and so that's a big thing too. Um, and then I also think that because teachers know who I am and teachers spend the most time with you all, yeah. um, they're able to say, hey, you know, I noticed that you're struggling or maybe you're going through something. Um, can we go talk to Mrs. Sell? Okay. She's our social worker. And so a lot of times having adults that will bring you to help or having a friend um, that will say, hey, let's go down to student services, let's talk to someone. Yeah. Um, I think those are the big two things is just being able to connect uh, with a friend makes okay. it easier. Um, and being able to like connect with a teacher or trusted adult um, a lot makes it easier to bring it up. It's hard to be vulnerable yeah, and to exactly. share that you're struggling yeah. or to share that you have something going on. Um, but it's very common, and yep. I think that with people know that's a very normal thing, um, that makes it a little bit easier. Okay. So for individual students, what can they do for themselves to both improve their own mental health um, and the uh, atmosphere at LPHS? Well, I think one of the biggest things is just being self-aware, yeah. like knowing what helps you and what hurts you. Okay. Um, you know, if you have people in your life or you have things that you love to do that really help you um, relieve stress, um, really recharge, then do those things. Um, if you know that, uh, you know, if you don't get enough sleep or if you 
um, are struggling or maybe social media is taking up your time or maybe social media is bringing you down, um, then maybe taking that time yeah. away from it, you know, being able to kind of step away. But really self-awareness is huge for anyone um, just to understand kind of what helps you and what harms you and making sure you're doing more of what helps um, and taking those, being able to have boundaries and have those opportunities to say, you know what, like right now I need to like take a break yeah. from this or take a break from a friend yeah. or whatever it is that's kind of throwing you off. So in our school specifically, what have you seen either from just your own eyes or kids that have come to you and talked about it, problems that have affected the students at our um, school like negatively in their mental health? Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things is uh, – taking on other people's problems is okay. huge. Um, I think we all want to help each other yeah. and we really want to do that, but sometimes you need an adult to kind yeah. of walk through that with you. Yeah, exactly. um, and so a lot of times, you know, keeping secrets, that kind of stuff, like if someone says, hey, I want to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone, yeah. you know, that's a hard thing to, to carry yeah. around. And so we really want you to say, hey, like, I'm glad you're, you're wanting to talk about this, you know, let's figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the biggest thing. I think the other thing is... Um, there's a lot of drama that's created that really doesn't need to be. Yeah. And so I think stopping the drama, stopping rumors when they're happening, um, not not kind of contributing to that kind of stuff is a huge. Um, and just being assertive and saying, you know what, I, I don't really um, like the situation yeah. or I don't like what's happening. Um, and being able to voice that, I think being able to say what you're thinking and what you're feeling um, is a positive thing. Um, and then being able to like, you know, find those people that are in your life that are going to support you in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and really just try to help each other. If you see something, say something, you know, yeah. if you hear something that you're worried about, definitely saying something, um, to an adult yeah. and, and trying to just connect people to okay. support. So what you, what you're recommending is that let's say someone comes to me, um, and expects help, but that's a large task or something that I had to take on. Should, do you recommend that I go to you and let you know or let some other responsible adult know in general? I don't, it doesn't matter who, if, I mean, it could be me, it could be maybe a, one of your favorite teachers, yeah. maybe someone that you really trust. Yeah. Um, it could be your counselor or an administrator, mm -hmm. or it could be even a different staff member. Okay. Um, anyone that you feel comfortable with telling, because typically what they'll do is either help you in that moment, or they'll say, hey, let's go talk to someone who can help you. Um, and the biggest thing mm -hmm. is just being able to like, pass it on to an adult yeah. so that you don't have to then take on that whole responsibility. Switching gears just a little bit, I kind of want to ask you, um, from an academic perspective, ranging from you know freshman all the way to senior year, how do you recommend students kind of balance both their academic success and their mental health? Um, I think one of the things that we have to realize is that mental health and academics, you know, are really tied closely together when you're in a school. And if your mental health is suffering, then your academics will suffer too. And so one of the things is just really understanding kind of what your end goal is. Um, it's hard to do that when you're young, yeah. but like if you kind of know what you want to do after high school, uh, working with a counselor to really plan and say, hey, like what do I really need to do yeah. for to get to that end goal is big. Um, I also think that advocating for your needs, making sure you're communicating with teachers is a big deal because what I find is that students will talk to me about a problem or something going on in a class, but they haven't talked to the teacher yet. Yeah. Um, and so I always encourage them to either reach out to the teacher like via email and say, hey, is there a time when you're available that I can talk to you about yeah. something? Um, because what I find is almost all of our staff, 
will help support you if they know what's going on. Yeah. But if they don't know what's going on, it's hard it's for hard. them to kind of be flexible and kind of help you adjust. So I think that, uh, you know, obviously starting in the classroom and communicating with teachers is key. Um, those relationships at the very beginning of the year are super important to, sure. to get, to connect, um, so that you, if you do have something that comes up, um, that disrupts your ability to be successful, um, that teacher and you already have a connection and you already have that relationship built. Um, the other thing is, is there's tons of resources. Um, there's, we have tutoring, our t peer tutoring yeah. center. We have uh, National Honor Society tutors. Yeah. We have lots of teachers who will, who will provide support. So if you're struggling in a class because you don't understand the content, um, then there's a lot of support to get for that. And I wouldn't wait until you're too far behind. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so just, I think, balancing that and then making sure you're also taking time for fun things yeah. um, and not just putting so much pressure on yourself to do things that um, require your, your time and energy that you need to really balance the, the fun stuff, too. Yeah. Just from my uh, personal experience, you know, I've had a very trivial task just trying to balance um, my academic success along with a bunch of extra extracurriculars, free time and you know maintaining um, good mental health so how would you recommend uh, I balance all of these uh, at a healthy rate well I think that whatever extracurricular activities you do they really need to be uh, bring you joy yeah. or bring you uh, you know something positive um, if the extracurricular activity is just putting more stress on you and it's maybe putting more um, pressure on you and it's not a positive thing then maybe you need to rethink doing that. Um, we have lots of different um, athletes and clubs and activities that we do, um, but sometimes people do that for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously physical activity is important. So if you can do, you know, a sport and get some stress relief yeah. in that sport, then that's great. Um, if a club is a lot of fun and you like participating and it's not adding more stress, then that's good too. Um, but I think you have to really decide, is this bringing me more stress yeah. or is it all, is it helping me relieve okay. stress? Um, and I think balancing that too is, is a good idea. I think sometimes we do a lot of things because we think we need to for college applications yeah. or for things like that. Sure. Um, so knowing kind of what you're wanting to do after school, if it's be an athlete in college, if it's, you know, getting into a super selective school, then that's, those are the things that um, you will need to plan for, yeah. but also understanding that. Mental health uh, will affect all things. It will affect your performance in academics. Yeah. It will perfect your performance on the yeah. field. And so being able to like balance it and, and have all of those um, good things happening too are, is very helpful. So let's say I'm a student and I want to get involved in any extracurriculars, but I don't really know where to start. Where would you recommend I start? Well, our school webpage has a link on there that has clubs and activities. And so you can always start there. All of those clubs and activities have sponsors yeah. and you can reach out to the sponsor of the okay. club or activity and then get more information. Um, we have uh, opportunities for so sources of strength. We have um, a lot of different uh, clubs for gaming and other things. Um, so there's a lot of different uh, options but you can start on the website and just see if there's anything that you're interested okay. in and then contact the, the club sponsor. Okay, awesome. Uh, one more thing I just wanted to go to. I, 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 I'm sure there's students out here uh, listening to this are like, how can I actually get involved um, within the district or just the school itself? Um, and what are the best resources you recommend for them to actually get involved? 
Um, I think just talking to staff, talking to, you know, Miss O'Connor is a great connection. Um, she can steer students towards, you know, wherever they're looking, if it's leadership or if it's support, like mental health stuff. Um, and, you know, and that those are the biggest things. We also have a lot of community agencies where you can get involved. Um, Pikes Peak Suicide Prevention is coming um, in September for Lunch and Learns. Yep. And um, you can volunteer with their teen think board. You can be on boards in the community. Um, get a, get You can get involved with other students from other schools. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity. It's just really about having the conversation and, and asking. Um, and also Googling is, yeah. is really yeah. easy. So if you, you know, depending on what you're passionate about and what you really want to work towards, um, you can find just about anything to, to volunteer with. And I assume if anyone's wondering, they can come to you as well yes. for any of these resources. Yep. Okay, awesome. One local resource actually that I brought up from previous episodes I want to bring up to you is So Coalition. Uh, I got uh, into it, I think last year, probably around December, almost a year ago, maybe-ish. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it's been a really good experience so far. And I think just being able to get involved and seeing what other kids my age are also doing in our community to get involved and advocate for students' mental health is amazing. So do you want to bring that up any at all? Yeah, the Social Emotional Wellness Coalition started a couple years ago. Um, we had many community members that participated in the El Paso County um, youth group that um, really was based on trying to reduce the amount of suicide in El Paso County. Um, but we knew in Monument we kind of needed our own little thing um, yeah. for, for our population. So um, we, we started that just to connect um, community, schools, um, and emergency folks, students together just to kind of help with our issues we have in our community. Um, and so we always want more volunteers, more people to, to get involved just in trying to support the wellness of our community, of our students, and really ultimately reduce um, the amount of suicidal ideation and attempts and deaths by yeah. suicide. Uh, so what is kind of the plan for this upcoming year and what is So Coalition going to do within our community kind of to help like last year? Well, we're hoping to partner with the Youth Documentary Academy again and pre present another monumentaries um, here in, in this community. Um, they do a lot of really great uh, documentaries based on mental health and um, a lot of issues related to teens. Um, and so we're hoping to be able to collaborate again and, and provide another opportunity for that and maybe get more community members to come. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I think that's a great transition uh, into our resources. Uh, the first one that we've mentioned that came out recently this year um, was the Mental Health Crisis Hotline, which is 988. It is an invaluable resource that has um, uh, it provides a resource for anyone with a variety of needs. Um, this ranges from black mental health um, to the youth to the LGBTQ plus community to um, attempt survivors. So if you guys are really seeking help, I think this is a great uh, great resource. And I we also have um, a more local resource here in the Tri-Lakes area that provides kind of the same idea, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so 988 is just kind of like the 911 for mental health emergencies. And so we have that, uh, this started this year. And then we also have a local resource that's called Beacon, um, that there are mental health professionals, social workers that go out with El Paso County sheriffs on calls. 
um, that are mainly um, mental health related. And instead of having just officers go out, they take the uh, mental health provider, which can then de-escalate, kind of calm situations, figure out what's going on. Um, and that opportunity has been able to connect people to resources and also just reduce the amount of um, arrests that have been having to be been made. And so being able to take a mental health professional out on a call um, that really isn't, uh, you know, law related yeah. and get support connected to them is really important. So we're glad to have that in El Paso County. Another great resource we have in the community is NAMI. It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they um, have a local office here, and they provide a lot of free resources. So uh, anytime anyone needs to get connected with help or resource or support um, from people who have also experienced mental health issues, um, they're a great resource to be able to get connected with. And then also you can just go on the Lewis Home High School website where you can find a list of, the, uh, list of counseling resources. Um, yeah. Yep, there, there's a wide variety of resources for not only students, but parents and families um, on our website, and we try to keep that up to date as possible. Um, we are happy to connect you with anything if you find that you can't find what you're looking for, but the counseling page on the Lewis Palmer website is, is a really great spot to start. And then lastly, uh, so Coalition, as we mentioned before, is just a great way for us students or parents or anyone in the tri community just to get involved uh, in our community as well. And I think with that, uh, that's going to wrap up our podcast for today. So I want to thank Miss Tell so much for coming on the podcast. I also want to thank you listeners for taking time out of your day to listen to us. And um, if you want, feel free to fill out the Google Form survey uh, that we created uh, as a Prosperity Project just, just to give some feedback on where you want to see our podcast go in the future or if you'd like to be on the podcast yourself. So uh, thank you guys again, and we look forward to the next one. Bye-bye.